A Moment in Time, Britain and Europe Part 3. I, for one, welcome our new Norman overlords. This month, I'm challenging some of these simplistic ideas of British history that see my country as sitting in splendid isolation, separate from foreign influence. In the months before the Brexit referendum, a group was formed called Historians for Britain, which advocated a vote to leave the European Union. As a medieval historian, I was surprised to see some fellow medievalists listed among the group's sponsors, given that Britain has never been isolated from the rest of Europe, and particularly not in the Middle Ages. Britain did not exist as a single nation-state until 1707. However, by the mid-10th century, the Anglo-Saxon kingdoms in the south and east of the island had come together to form a single entity, commonly called the Land of the Angles, or Ingerland, England. There is a tradition in English political thought dating back to the 17th century that idealises Anglo-Saxon England as a relatively equal and proto-democratic nation before the nasty Normans came over from France and ruined everything. This idea, called Norman yoke theory, lives on in popular fiction and influences a pro-Brexit view of history that sees mainland Europe as a source of all that is undemocratic, first the Normans, then Hitler, then the European Union. In this tradition, the year 1066 marked England's greatest national tragedy when Harold, the last Saxon king of England, was defeated and slain by Duke William of Normandy, subsequently known as King William I, the Conqueror. After this date, England ceased to be English. The Anglo-Saxon lords were replaced by William's warlords, newly ennobled as English earls. English churchmen were replaced by Frenchmen. English ceased to be the language of culture, religion and government, replaced by French and Latin. The free English peasantry became unfree serfs, forced to labour for Norman lords under a feudal system imposed from France. Not all of this is false, but it is simplistic. The supposedly patriotic King Harold was the son of an ambitious nobleman who had risen to power by collaborating with Viking invaders and had only a dubious claim to the throne. England was only partly English even before the Norman conquest. It had a large Danish population, a legacy of the Viking invasions, and had had a Danish king only a generation earlier. Feudalism was already evolving in England before the Normans arrived, and there was even slavery, an institution that disappeared under the supposedly repressive Normans. To the average English peasant, the conquest probably seemed more like a change of management than the end of a glorious era of English freedom, Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I'm Michael Evans, instructor in history at Delta College. This Moment in Time is a production of Delta College History Department and Delta College Public Radio.